to Clarissa Explains Life. Have you missed me? I know you have because I've had a few messages saying, when's the next podcast out? So unintentionally, I took a bit of a break from the podcast uh, and it was unintentional. I was due to do a part two with my mum to follow up on the last episode, but that just kept... Either something happened with me or something happened with her. So... Um, that will be coming up, but I decided to do this little sort of a half an hour, uh, I suppose, reintroduction. And then the next one will be part two with my mum. So going forward, having done a few podcasts now, I've decided um, I'm going to really mix it up. I'm going to do like some interviews, some with me talking and see how we progress then. Uh, I will try to get back to a weekly podcast because I know, again, I've had messages saying, where's the podcast? I love listening to it on my walk, Um, which is when I listen to podcasts personally. So I get you and I do apologise. I know, like, I don't know. It just all, I think I was just waiting to update the interview with mum. And every time we cancelled it, either, you know, like mum, had knee surgery recently so she we'd sort of have it planned and then she was just too much pain or too tired or flip it over I wasn't in the form for it or I wasn't in good form and you know I had stuff going on as well so anyway there you go that's what's happened in my break from uh, recording the podcast so what I thought I would do was just do a sort of a re- a re sort of hello again with me um and I will try and keep it short and sweet because I know I am able to ramble on and I'm just going to talk about what's been happening in my life because there have been things going on and changes etc so um yeah here we go so to start with, I suppose the biggest news I have to tell you is that I got a new job. I actually interviewed for it while I was still out um, staying with mum, helping out with her knee and everything. I spotted the job online. I haven't been really under any pressure to get another job. It's just I spotted it and I thought, you know what, I'm going to apply for that. Got an interview, interviewed on Zoom, which was my first and hopefully only interview via Zoom. Zoom. Um, it was okay, actually. I actually quite enjoyed not having to, not having the pressure to go and sort of go to somewhere and sit in front of people, you know, all that. It actually worked out really well, which I found with my clients as well. I was really struggling with, um, I was really, no, I wasn't struggling. I was procrastinating about taking on new clients for my business. Um, if you don't know, and if you don't remember, I have a coaching business, Clarissa Coot Coaching, and it's where I can help you to get rid of old emotions and feelings that are holding you back. But I will do actually an episode on that. I'm going to make a note of that because I realise I haven't really talked about it. And yeah, handy for you all to know (laughs) what I do in my spare time. Well, it's not in my spare time. It's actually, um, it's a 
my own business. I don't mean it's my business. You, I'm not telling you. I mean it's it's a business I have, and it's really taking off. I'm getting, you know, some good feedback from clients. I've worked. I actually recently worked with a lovely lady, uh, on her business, and I never thought I could coach anyone on business, but actually, coaching is coaching is coaching. So, I don't just do coaching. I do NLP, and I am currently studying to do hypnotherapy. So it's all very exciting. Anyway. Um, stepping back from that, this new job, I like to have a few part-time jobs. So I primarily, I my first part-time job, I've been at it now about four years. I do all the admin um, work for my partner. He has a business where I he manages sort of 14 to 15 people. So I do all the admin, the invoicing, all that sort of stuff for that job. So that's my sort of part-time job. I can almost do it with my eyes closed at this stage. Then I have my coaching business. So I'm able to fit that around. But I also like to go out into the workplace. And I don't know if I told you in the first podcast, but I was working as a caregiver. Uh, I am a qualified social care worker. But when I got my degree back in 2009, it was when the crash happened. And anything, any type of job in social care, all the funding was taken away or like raised down to the ground. So there were very, very few jobs in the social care sector that I wanted to work in, which was with older people in the community. That was kind of predominantly what I focused my degree on. I know a lot of people do youth work, a lot of people do, you know, sort of residential support, all those things. It was never an interest to me. I always wanted to work in the community with older people. And actually that had been triggered by, my mum had a very, very dear friend. It was her best friend in the whole world. And her name was Anna Williams. And she was a regional manager for the National Council for the Blind of Ireland. And I'll never forget, she was the one who pushed me into doing the degree. I was I was in talking to her one day. I can't even remember what it was about. And we were chatting and I was a bit lost in myself. And this back 2006. Yeah, I was a bit lost in myself. And I was working as a picture framer assistant. I'd been there eight years at that stage, seven, eight years. And as much as I enjoyed the artistic side of it, I was feeling a bit stuck. And I thought, I was like, what am I going to do? And I happened to be talking to Anna this one day. And she said to me, you know, there's a a night class opening up. I live here in Wexford Town and we have St. Peter's College. And Carlo Campus, Carlo IT had opened up a campus on St. Peter's, um, in St. Peter's. So she said, you know, there's, there's a, a course starting in September, um, a night course degree in social care. And she said, I think you should go for it. And I was like, really? It was, I don't think I'd ever even heard of social care or it had never come into my, you know, into my radar. So I thought I did a bit more reading up on it. There was no way I could do it full time. I, because I was still, well, I was working part time as a picture framer, but I had the two kids, my two kids, they were, Ted would, in 2006, Ted was 10. 
So Macy was eight. Now I'd been with PJ two years then, but um, we were kind of, we weren't as settled as we are now. You know, there was a, I kind of kept my relationship with PJ very separate from my life with my kids and my kids were my life at that stage. And I just mentally, I, and for, I suppose physically, I didn't have good enough childcare support to go and do it full time. I didn't have the financial backing. So I decided to do it by night. Whatever possessed me, I don't know. But I did it by night. And at the end of it, I ended up um, in 2009, I got a degree in social care studies. There was a fourth year, which was your higher degree with a thesis and all that sort of stuff and I did start it but I was at burnout at that stage I just didn't have I didn't have the mental energy to do the last course I also didn't really have the money to do it and I thought you know what and as I said the crash had started at that stage so trying to find work in the area was very difficult so I ended up um more or less I ended up doing various different jobs. I left the picture framing to focus more on trying to get a job in social care or in the care world. I worked a lot in sort of, I did a CE scheme where I was a coordinator for a car scheme for the older people to be able to attend hospital appointments. But that scheme, I ended up Um, I was let go because they had to close it down. They had no funding for it. So things like that are bits and pieces of jobs. But I was still always interested in care of the elderly. And then bringing us forward, I did bits and pieces here and there. But as all this was happening, I was starting to get issues with my feet. I had very flat feet, really flat feet. But what I didn't know back then was I also have hypermobility in my lower limbs so all the while my poor old feet I had the best orthotics I was going for physio all that sort of stuff but my feet were moving around too much and they were getting more and more damaged so I ended up I was working back in 2015-16 I was working as um, a home care worker and then I got another sort of part-time Back then, if you worked part-time, you could get on a six-month CE scheme. And I got a job with um, the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland as a home care support worker. I absolutely loved it. It was really up my street. It was what I wanted to do within, you know, the remit of what I had learned and was going good guns at it. And then my feet my left my right foot literally sort of gave out and it would have been a risk to me and my clients to keep going because it my my foot would just go my leg would just go from under me I was on a lot of painkillers at that stage high painkillers so I ended up anyway the scheme ended so that was grand and uh, I ended up I started working in the office of the home care company I worked with um I had been referred for surgery, put forward for surgery, but again, funding issues and everything. It actually took 18 months for me to get called for my surgery. I had the surgery in February 2016 
And uh, sort of from then on till about two years ago, I was having surgeries more or less and working for PJ, which is great. I had that to fall back on, but I knew I wanted something more. So again, I was working for another home care company last year. It was okay, but like one week I'd have something like five hours and the next week I might have 42 hours. I was going to one man for half an hour where there was no work to be done. It was just because so he could keep his hours and I was just getting more and more frustrated. I missed working with other people as well. Um, So I applied to a different job in a in a in a setting it was a retirement home for older people and got that job loved the job loved the team i worked with loved everything about it and then covid hit and it got more and more stressful i had issues with um issues with i suppose with management and hours being changed and then i had my coaching clients and the last straw was just after christmas i was the, now I get that a lot of nursing homes were in crisis and they had to change um, rotas and all that sort of stuff. But my rota was changed and I ended up having to cancel a coaching client. And I just thought, I can't do this anymore. Um, I had a hysterectomy last year and it was just, there were so many things. I just thought this, as much as I loved, I loved being in the nursing home environment I loved having the co-workers and the banter and we all got on so well we were such a tight team and I loved the the residents you know I really did but really it just didn't suit me it just didn't suit me um especially when you have kind of issues with management and I I think I was just like I I you know, I feel I'm better than this. I'm better than what the management was, the way the management was dealing with my issues. And that's the bottom line. So I left and I was very sad about leaving. I was very scared about leaving. I have to say, you know, but it was the best thing I could ever have done. Not long after I left, there was an outbreak of COVID. I knew that I wanted to be there for mum after her surgery so if I had stayed there I wouldn't have been able to give mum the support that I was able to give her so everything happens for a reason the universe has our back and I I know people are very woo-woo about that and people go oh god I hate when people say that everything happens for a reason not everything does and I believe not everything does by the way but I also do believe that what even stuff that's really awful that happens Sorry, I don't know what that noise was. Anyway, this is... We cannot actually um, account for outer... The outer world, really, can we? So, yeah, at the end of the day, it was the right decision to make. And then I spotted this new job. This job came up online and I thought, that's right up my street. So I'm going to be working... Someone beeping. Oh, good Lord. Again, as I said, we cannot account for the outside. I'm not in a... Oh, for God's sake. I'm not in a little um, recording booth, so (laughs) try and ignore the beeping. Anyway, uh, this job came up. It's with the Alzheimer's Society again, and it's exactly what I was doing back in 2015. 
I loved it. I really did. I, you know, it was something that I really enjoyed doing, giving, um, and it's support worker with the family. So giving support to people who have Alzheimer's and are still living at home, supporting them, supporting their families, etc. So that's been taking up my time. I've spent the past three days doing online courses to get my certs up to date and oh my god my head was wrecked as you know any of these courses they're mind-numbingly boring and uh, yeah so I finished it this morning so thank goodness so I don't know when I'm starting but it'll be soon I'd say so yeah that's where I was at with um, my new job I'm just so excited about it I'm also doing my studying for my hypnotherapy um, certificate and that's kind of taking quite, that's quite an intense course as well. So it's all, you know, there's all bits and pieces going on. So there, that's me up to date on those issues. Next, I'm going to talk about my weight loss and food and all that sort of stuff and where I'm at. I... I don't think I spoke about it on here, but yeah, I didn't because this is going back, you know, whenever. So back in February, I am friends with a couple of girls on Instagram and I noticed that they had, they were getting really sort of good. They were, I would identify with them as in the, the whole eating thing where it's like, you know, I spoke about this. It's all about the head stuff, really, you know. And I noticed that they had joined Unislim online. So I was like, oh, Unislim online. Because as I've said before, I won't go back into a physical group. But I thought, you know what? Unislim gave me a really good basis. I really liked what it had given me back when I did it. And I got really caught up in the whole thing about going back onto into the Unisim plan and da 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 da. So I signed up for a month. Um, they have Zoom online now. I am not dissing Unisim in any way in what I'm about to say. I really am not. So, you know, if 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 you do Unislim and it works for you, go for it. If you do Slimming World and it works for you, go for it. Whatever you do. If it works for you, go for it, because that's what is right for you. Unfortunately, having been fairly binge free for quite a few months within the space, the first week, of course, is always when you start something new, you're flying it, you're delighted with life, you have everything under control. Um, and then the next week comes in and it's for me again, I'm talking about my experience. This is Clarissa Explains Life. Then you start to flounder a little bit because you don't want to break rules. But if you if you do such a certain thing, you're breaking the rules. And then it led me basically the last three weeks I was doing it. It led me into three major binges. Now, for me, a major binge might be as not as major as some people. So but for me, they were binges. I, I was like, oh my God, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Um, I had joined with a really lovely lady, a leader, and she'd lost a good bit of weight with Unislim. And um, 
she was really helpful. And I think for me, I, I remember when I joined and I said it to mum, I kind of was like, oh, guess what? I've joined Uniswim again. And mum was like, I thought you weren't going to join again. And I said, you know what? It's really about the accountability more than anything else. And I felt that's what I needed at that time. But it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. And I wasn't going to pay 40 euro and do something else, but just 40 euro a month for the accountability. So I messaged the leader that I'd been under and I explained to her and she was like, listen, thanks. You do you, you know, thank you for messaging me. So back to calorie counting, I went. And I am so happy and relieved that I have. I mean, to be honest with you, I definitely, definitely think it's a place where I am most suited. I hope to get to a stage where I don't have to calorie count obsessively. Um, I don't mean obsessively, that's the wrong word. But calorie counting is like, I've always, I keep describing it, it's like a bit of an experiment for me. Um, or an ex- my a self-experiment. So it's like, you, it's all about the data and, you know, what calories suit me better? What foods suit me better for some a small weight loss? How do I manage the calories? How do I manage the days when I'm really just not feeling it? And I really feel like I'm making progress with it at this stage. I definitely, the biggest change I have made this year is my own self expectations and if i if anyone is asking me what 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 would you know what do you think is the biggest change that is it i have brought my expectations down 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 so we have we're 3 months we've just passed 3 months into this year and all i've wanted to see from the start of the year is my weight going down i don't care if it's 2 pounds a month i don't care if it's you know, like, yes, obviously I'd like it to be more, but as a 52 year, nearly 53 year old woman who is on HRT and who isn't obsessed with getting really big numbers anymore, that is grand for me. I mean, I said it recently, if I lost, every three months, if I lost a stone, now I know I haven't I've lost some like 11 and a half pounds in the first three months February was a bit of a washout because I wasn't at home I was well I was home for half of it but then I went back and started trying unis you know all those things but if I can lose three uh, 14 pounds every three months by Christmas I should be at where I think might be my happy weight now I don't know what my happy weight is I am absolutely against BMI. I've said it time and again. It is one of the most outdated ways of measuring someone. You know, and it's ridiculous that no one has come up with a better measurement, especially in the medical world. Like, why has no one come up with a better measurement yet? Like that, that the BMI, BMI was created by an insurance clerk. Like in America, I, I, it just doesn't make sense. 
So I have a big bugbear with the whole, oh, you should have be for, you know, you should be 25 or under for a healthy BMI. I don't think I'll ever be a 25 BMI. I actually don't. I don't want to be. I want to know that I am doing my best for my body nutritiously, physically and mentally and put all those three things together. And, you know, like I'm not on... I'm not where my weight has affected me physically. I really am not. But if I kept going, it could. So I'm happy enough to just mooch away now and little steps, little steps. I'm not in a race with anyone. And that is one of my biggest bugbears about swimming clubs is they do put you into. Now they will bang on and say, oh, half a pound is great. They will say that. and But really... You look at any sort of transformations and you look online and they will show you only the people who have lost a big amount of weight in a short amount of time. Look at Mary. She lost six stone with us in three months. Look at Annie. She lost two stone in three months. You know, they always make it like you can do this and it's quick and easy because all we want is quick and easy, isn't it? We don't like all all human beings want is for anything that is task orientated for it to be easy, 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 easy. Now, example, yesterday I had a brutal day. Now, when I say brutal, the day sort of went downhill in the afternoon. It started around lunchtime and I had this big sort of internal discussion with my subconscious where I was like, it was like, go on, go on, go up to the deli. This is my sabotage fairy, what I call my sabotage fairy. Go on, go up to Centra and get yourself like a wrap with, you know, a hot chicken breast and loads of cheese and coleslaw. Oh, you know you want to. And I, you know, there was the other side of me going... You know, I could do that. I could calorie count it, but it's going to be huge calories. And then I was kind of going, yeah, but you know, you really want like, say, a McDonald's or, you know, something really like, you know, that isn't going to be as nutritious for you. And I had all this. I had about half an hour monologue in my brain about all this. I did end up choosing a slightly better, more nutritious lunch. I then it all just sort of went downhill after that. And I was just like walking around like headless chicken. God, what can I have? What can I have? What can I have? So I ended up not having dinner because I had some toast and I kept sort of checking in with myself mentally and going, okay, am I hungry? Am I hungry? And I was, there was a bit of both. There was mental and physical hunger, obviously. So it just wasn't great. And it brought me to my maintenance calories and that's fine. My maintenance calories for a day is fine. I'm happy with that. And that's what it is. It wasn't, I wasn't in a deficit, but I was at my maintenance calories. And I counted it all and I sort of held my hands up and said, yep, fair enough. Today was a maintenance day. And that's one thing I've learned. You might have days where you need to take a maintenance, what I call a maintenance break. um, And forgive yourself for it. You haven't overeaten. You've just taken a break. You get back on it and you get back into your little deficit and keep going. And it will all add up eventually. Uh, One thing else I didn't do yesterday was any exercise. My back was in bits. My hip, my right hip was really struggling yesterday. 
But I definitely should have gone for a bit of a walk and I didn't. I was just like, no, 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 no. So it's fine. I've forgiven myself. So that's where I'm at. I have three months of losses under my belt. Um, You can go and look at them on Instagram, Clarissa Explains Life. I put up a little thing on my, my grid showing, I think, what was my loss for March? £3.2. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. It's a loss. So, where are we up to now? Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about COVID and where we're all at. This is um, April the 2nd. We have a little bit of a map set out uh, in the sense that the 12th of April is going to be our release date in that we can go further than our 5k and I just can't wait again I'm such a stickler for rules I will I mean at six kilometers I could be up in the mountain but I just won't break I just won't break it and that's that I just won't I'm like no no it's further than six kilometers even if it is for my mental health it's now it's always been a bugbear with me because I step out my door I live in town I meet people all around my walk and I'm like oh my God, like, you know, this is ridiculous because, and people are not being careful anymore. I remember like back last summer or I suppose September, October, and you'd be out walking and people would step aside. I would step, I I still do step off the curb and try and avoid people, but people just don't care anymore. They'll walk in threes across the the, the, um, the path and walk towards you. I and it's so rude it's so rude I got a bit panicked last week because Professor Luke was on News Talk and he, Pat said to him about wearing a mask outside and he said well really you should but I can't go for my walk and wear a mask I said, no no so I, I'm happy to step off the feckin path <laughs> to be honest with you so yeah I mean I keep thinking we're getting there my parents had their va- first vaccine on Wednesday two days ago so I the joy I felt at that because it to me get those vulnerable people vaccinated and I will feel a little bit more at ease it's when everyone's vaccinated that I will feel totally at ease but um so that's where we're at COVID wise I don't care about pubs and restaurants I care about the people who Obviously, the people who work in the industry, yes, I know they're struggling and they're suffering. I get that. But there are, the government are putting in a lot of support systems for them. I think, personally, I don't think that they should have shut retail, full stop. I don't think that was just ridiculous. Because it's going to be a shit show when they actually do open up retail, non-essential. Because people have spent so long not having non-essential retail, like the likes of pennies. Oh my God, it's going to be mental. So I I think they should have just left all retail open. Just left it all open. Yes, shut the pubs, shut the restaurants. You know, that made sense. But I don't think retail made sense. But anyway, look, who am I? I'm not the government. And as I heard someone say yesterday, I would not wish my it on anyone the job that the government have they don't have an easy like this is on i know we're sick of the word but this is unprecedented and until we're 
like we're over a year into it now but really this time last year it was only really the start of it in fairness so all they can do all the governments all over the world can do is just try and learn from each other Christmas was a shit show Christmas was a disaster they should never ever have opened anything up before Christmas and they learnt their lesson because they're making us wait till the 12th of April before they let us start mixing again and that I've said that for the past month and a half they are not going to open anything up till after Easter because again they don't want people congregating and getting together for Easter and people will because people just don't care most people do care but then there's the cohorts that don't care they're the ones at Christmas who didn't care and they're going to do it again this time so you know let's just hope that enough of the vulnerable people who end up in hospital have been vaccinated and we don't have that surge of hospital you know it hospital um outbreak again because that's what that's the figures we need to watch from from here on in how many people are ending up in hospital? How many people are ending up in ICU? Because that's where the pressure comes from. So that's my thoughts on COVID. That's my thoughts of where I'm at on my weight. That's where I am on my new job. Is there anything else I wanted to chat about? I really don't think so. I just wanted to bring you up to date on where life is for Clarissa at the moment. Um, I the next episode will be going out within the next week because I really am going to pin my mother down (laughs) over the next few days and get the second interview done. I am going to be speaking to some people online because I want to start getting some nice solid interviews. I've been told I'm quite good at interviewing so hey ho (laughs) let's get and those are the ones that we all love isn't it the interaction between two people. I will probably be starting my other podcast with my sister Anna and that's all going to be about head stuff. So I know I've had a few suggestions about mental health and stuff to talk about on here but I'm going to actually do it with my sister. Um, We're going to get together and with her learnings and my learnings and experience that's what that's going to be about. So I am now going to sign off. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I've it's all been me 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 and my opinions and explanations but you know what (sighs) this is why I started this podcast because people were complaining that my Instagram stories were too long so I decided you know what I'll start a podcast and there I can just waffle on and if people want to listen they can if they don't they won't so anyway Any other suggestions for what you want me to hear from me, please, please DM me on Instagram, Clarissa Explains Life. I'd love to hear some some not explanations, some um, ideas on what you want me to chat about. And anyone in particular you'd like me to interview. So actually, do you know who I'm going to interview as well is my brother, Ryan, who lives over in Kerry. And he's a fascinating young man I am also I hope to interview my father my stepfather because oh my god that man has had the most amazing life he's just like my mother he's stories he's got some stories to tell but it just depends on where he is headwise so we have to have a think about that so anyway I'm going to sign off um don't forget if you liked 
this or if you like my podcast in general um, please rate it wherever you listen to it and subscribe and all those things it really and share share it onto your page say go and listen to Clarissa's explains life this episode or a different episode I know this episode is just catch up one but anyway um, please if you enjoy it please tell others and share and uh, I look forward to chatting in the next podcast and until then goodbye